Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny, and I am here with some cool people. What's up, guys? Hello! Howdy, doodle dandy. That is a wonderful intro. That's good. That's top-tier intros. You know, normal. <laughs> I do intros every time, but that's that's a good one. <laughs> Gotta mix it that's up a one. little. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel good about that one, guys. Uh, so of course we have myself, Sonny, we have Caleb here in the studio with me, and we have on the line a very special avian individual. That's me. I am the, the largest of birds in the sky. Yep, that's him, Mr. Giant Skyhawk. <laughs> Welcome. How are you doing today? I am good. Uh, just, uh, spend some time working out the specifics of how Royal Penguin Gardens interacts if I have to reveal a penguin, but I have another penguin in my hand. Uh, very fun time. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. That's, like all it. I did. that's about all I did today. <laughs> that's what this man does. This man sits in the lab for 10 hours a day figuring out how new cards work before they come out. This is that's that's this man's job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> figuring out how to break fluffles with new cards that aren't even fluffle cards. Let's go, baby. <laughs> nine to five, five to nine every day. That's right. That's right. All right. So. We have not a ton to talk about, but what we do have to talk about, we're going to talk about it a ton. So what we have here today is first a little bit of quick play news before I forget. There is a new blue letter secret rare giveaway card on the Konami Twitter, Instagram and Facebook pages. I believe it's is it only Twitter or is it all three? Uh, I believe it is Twitter and Instagram. That's usually how they do it. I don't think they've done as many Facebook ones in the past, but uh, I guess Facebook is terrible. So it, but it is, it's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, according to YG organization. So you can win a blue lettered secret rare blue eyes, alternative white dragon, 
Uh, all you have to do is go onto either the Twitter, the Facebook, or the Instagram. Use the hashtag Yu-Gi-Oh at Home EU. Or well, this says EU. Uh, I think there's a different one if you're in North America. Oh, uh, I have the tweet actually. Uh, it oh, is okay. uh, hashtag Sweepstakes hashtag YGO Collection. Okay. Right. But you also have to post a picture of your coolest Blue Eyes card. I think. It has to be specifically like blue eyes related. It doesn't have to be a card, but it has to be like blue. It ah. says blue eyes, white dragon themed cards, toys, and or accessories. Right. Okay, cool. Just whatever. Yeah, something yeah. blue eyes related. Whatever it may be. Whatever you've got lying around that's got blue eyes on it. You got your kid lying around and they've got blue eyes. Grab them. <laughs> Put their picture out there. Dog's got blue eyes. You're up, hound dog. Let's go. Uh, Especially if it's a white dog. Yep, blue eyes, white dog. Up. Uh, I was going to enter this, but I am not going to out of principle as I want them to stop printing blue eye support. But uh, if you would like uh, a foil blue letter, uh, blue letter, blue eyes, uh, alternative white dragon, definitely, definitely do this because not a lot of people enter. I like actually know people who won like the Joan, the Guardian won the Joan. Joan that happened. You should. Oh, you won the Joan too? I won the United We Stand and the Joan. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the point. Uh, you should enter because you actually have a pretty high chance to snag one. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually really upset with Palladium Oracle Mahad that I didn't win it because I didn't go three for three. It made me actually very <laughs> upset. Yeah, I, hey, I didn't win. Oh I, I didn't no! Win any <laughs> Darn, yeah. I missed out on Mahad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, I could have the whole collection. The gang's all here. I take that back. I, I, I wouldn't have that. I sold them. I sold them all instantly. <laughs> Yeah, I got good money for those cards. Valid move, honestly. Yep, that's the only reason I can afford to play this game, because I'm still riding off those cards' coattails. <laughs> so, yeah, but... Yeah, but... So, if you want to ride off a single card's coattails for a year and a half, be sure to enter this giveaway. Uh, it closes, I think, on, like, November the 5th, I think. Something like that. So... Uh, I will scroll. Uh, it is uh, November the 7th. Seventh. Ah, so close. All right, but be sure to enter it. Uh, if you enter it, it closes on November the 7th. They'll message you sometime around Christmas to let you know you won, and you'll get your card sometime around March. So, yeah. Give or take. Yeah, but it's worth a ton of money, and this one will probably be worth more money than all the other ones combined. This one, if I had to guess, will probably be worth three to four grand at least. So, so I think that's about it for that. Uh, before we go any further, I want to take just a quick moment to thank our Patreon. So a huge thank you, of course, to <gasps> Big Breath, because now there's so many. Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Mocha, Myth Oceanus, Pig, Scuzz Daddy, Aaron Gardner, Adil Saeed, Anthony Leela, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Jeremy Drysdale, Ray Powell, and Sonny Sweet. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. There's a bit more on, yeah, big applause. There's a bit more about the Patreon that I'm going to talk about a little later. So, fellas, don't let me forget that. Um, <clears throat> past that, I do think that the next thing we have to talk about is the only tournament results we pretty much have, which is the Chalice Lime monthly results. Mm, yeah, boy. So, for those unfamiliar, every month, MBT Mono Blue Tron. He is one of the biggest streamers in the Yu-Gi-Oh community. He hosts a 128-man tournament played on EDO Pro with free admission, prizing, and live commentary with Sir Eminon. So for this tournament, Synchro Storm was legal, but Bode was not. 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, I heard him say that the reason that Bode was not legal because there was no way to check to make sure that EDO Pro was going to have the cards uh, correctly updated to TCG text and TCG rulings in time for the event. Ah, better safe than sorry. Is that, yep. I think, uh, that, is that correct? That is actually exactly what it was. In fact, uh, doing Synchrostorm was actually a bit of a stretch. Uh, on the mod team for the MBT server is uh, Luna, aka Alpha Cretin, who is a dev on the uh, EDO Pro team. And oh, wow. they basically like, yeah, and they basically were like, uh, yeah, so we're not going to be able to do Bode in time, uh, especially because the Beat Trooper stuff was revealed like 24 hours before the event. Uh, right. So they, but they were able to make a custom list in time for the tournament so that the Synchro Storm stuff would be legal. So that's why this is like, this is funny because this tournament encapsulates like the exact week that Synchro Storm is legal, but Bode is not. So this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It creates an extremely weird and interesting meta. Yes, yep. it does. So <laughs> that weird and interesting meta results in the overall deck representation looking like this. 10% Tri Brigade, 7% Drytron, 4% Phantom Knights, 4% Lyrilisk, 3% Amazement. 2% Prank Kids, 2% Dragon Link, 2% IDS? Uh, invoke, uh, invoke Dogma Shadal? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought it was somebody with bowel, bowel issues. Uh, <laughs> 2% Speedroid and 64% Other. I mean, that's a well-known fact about Invoke players is that they yeah. have bowel problems, right? Yeah. Oh, and if you didn't hear it, it's 2% Speedroid, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and that was the entire full 120, 128. Yes. Uh, top 16, we had two Phantom Knights, two Mech Knights, one Tri-Brigade Lyralisk, one Drytron, one Eldritch, one Pure Lyralisk, one Super Quantum, one Earth Machine, one Altergeist, one B-Trooper, one Sub-Terror, one IDS, Invoke Dogmatica Shadal, one Mystic Mine, one Blackwing. And for those that want the top 16 lists... You can find them at yugiohprodeck.com. Um, there should be a Reddit link to the Chalice Line Monthly Breakdown. Uh, every month, MBT posts the Chalice Line Monthly Breakdown on Reddit with some you know, paragraphs of talking about uh, the different... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The different like ins and outs of this month's tournament. So... And it'll also have a link in that post to the top 16 deck lists on Yu-Gi-Oh! Pro deck. So, uh, if you want that, you are... There will be a link to the Reddit post in the description below. So, but it's really interesting. Uh, the top four was Orcist, Phantom Knight, Mystic Mine, and Lyralisk. And unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> however you want to look at it, Jeff Leonard won with Mystic Mine. This is his <laughs> second win, by the way. This is the second time he has won one of these. Uh, uh, he He's also top YCSs won... with this deck, hasn't he? Uh, I don't think he has a YCS top cut. He has he has made it to multiple PPG top cuts. That's uh, kind of where he came to yeah. prominence, is that Simo uh, and uh, MBT found him at a PPG playing Mystic Mind, and they were like, we got to get this guy on camera, and then he topped the event. Uh, That's so funny. Jeff, honestly, I, I think it's been brought up here before, but Jeff is a genius. Like, it doesn't show up as much because he's playing, like, the deck that he is, but he is constantly tweaking the list. Like, uh, it's been quite a while since it's come to the main deck, but he was main decking Amano Iwato instead of Dimension Shifter because he was expecting a lot more, like, 
combo boards that could work without stuff getting banished. Um, he swapped. From, I saw that. He swapped from Final Countdown to a single Cauldron of the Old Man because he was Just having one. problems with time. Just uh, a single copy. That's insane. Yeah, it, the list is is massive. Brain. He's playing forty three to not deck out. Uh, yep. It is, and he like all of top sixteen. He dropped a single game. Uh, and the previous one he won, that wasn't this tournament, he didn't drop a single match. He lost once yep. in Swiss. So, and the shame is, uh, Mystic Mind's not going to get banned because the card that makes the list tick, which is Goddess Skull's Oracle, is not legal in remote duels. So you will almost never see this uh, anywhere outside of your physical locals or an online tournament like this because you can't legally resolve Oracle in remote duels. So... Here's something interesting. I went to a physical tournament uh, around... When was that tournament? It was the Ghosts from the Past case tournament. Four hours away in Mississippi. We go there. And don't you know, I'm 2-2. There's only five rounds in the tournament. And at this point, I'm playing because I rode with other people and they're like making it into top cut so i'm like well i'm not gonna drop and just sit on the corner i'm yeah, gonna I've, i'm gonna keep playing yeah you have nothing better to do so might as well right yeah. i'm playing zulich at the time because at the time virtual world was still the best deck and because of true king i could play a elder deck so anyway i'm playing zulich and my opponent sits down this guy noah from nashville i'll never forget him and he pulls out full-on Mystic Mind Burn with Cauldron of the Old Man and a Mono Iwato in the main deck. And it was the worst thing that I've ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> it's really funny because normally Eldritch actually is a pretty good matchup against Mystic Mind. Yeah, but I didn't know what it was doing. Yeah, because you had Conk, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, but like, and Golden Lord is the thing, but if they establish Mind Field Barrier, uh, good luck. Yeah, he established <laughs> mine to Cauldron of the Old Man, and he had prohibition on Conk, uh, Dryden, oh. and he had yeah, he had prohibitions up for like all my ish, all my removal cards. That's bad. Yeah, well, and he was he was what he would do was this is really funny. He would go, uh, what's the name of that? Um, the Goddess Skulls Oracle, and he would look at the top three yep. cards of my he deck. Just- and it was just like he burned me just in time before I got to. It was either um, Harpy's Feather Duster or uh, two other cards that basically auto lost him the yep. game. The crazy thing about Skull's Oracle too is that it is essentially a guarantee that you win. Like the only yeah, way, insane. the only way that Goddess Skull's Oracle like you can beat it is if you somehow end up with three backer removal cards on yep. top of the deck at the same time yep. while your opponent doesn't have like a judgment or a dark bribe yep. uh, or, or a field barrier. If it's not like specifically cosmic. So you have to get extremely lucky to even have a chance if, if Oracle comes down. Yeah. So basically um, for those that don't know, goddess gold's Oracle is a disgusting card that says, look at the top three cards of your opponent deck and put them back in any order. Basically. Oof. Yeah. But your opponent doesn't get to see what they are. Oh, so you said Dark Bribe, and that reminded me of this hilarious post that I must share with everyone. The way to show your opponent you have no fears that they activate uh, Upstart Goblin, you Dark Bribe it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going minus one because I want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do I, not fear yeah, you. I decide if you draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, As, you will not draw by your own effect. You'll draw by my effect. But uh, listen, this is my of, decision, not yours. I run true. this show. Speaking of spell cards, this is the other key thing that's interesting about Jeff's list, uh, and I can't believe that we've spent this long talking about Mystic Mind Theory. But uh, he has actually moved the all of the counter trap cards into the side deck. He is not main yes. decking them. Ooh. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, he, I don't think he was main decking any trap cards, was he? And his no, he wasn't. And his reasoning for that was because if he's going first and he's already got the setup, his opponents will probably scoop. And if he's going second and he gets the setup, his opponents will probably scoop. So he was saying for game one, I want to make it as consistent as possible to get to mine and win the game. And that I'm means curiosity. How do you set up Mystic Mine on turn zero? Oh, uh, uh, have you heard of Silent Wabi before? I've heard so of you, the card, but yeah. off the top of my head, I don't remember what it does. So uh, firstly, you can Field Barrier. Uh, field Barrier prevents the mine from destroying itself, uh, even if there are no monsters. And it will only attempt to try to destroy itself once. So, uh, so you just, yeah, so yeah. you just do that. Yeah. Silent so. Wabi. So early versions of, for those who don't know the Jeff Leonard lore, uh, oh wow! I, I'm a PhD. I'm reading in the lore. this card now. Wow. Yeah. So the previous card was DD Guide that he would use to normal summon, and DD Guide's effect is when it's normal summoned, it changes control to your opponent. But they found out that DD Guide was an activated effect, and it just had really old problem-solving card text. So they found Silent Wobby, and Wobby actually has some other interesting applications. If the most interesting part about Silent Wobby is that it has one printing as a gold seeker, and that's it. Yes, it has received. Uh, waves of buyout specifically because it sees play in this uh yes. so wabi's specific reason that it's better than dd guide is because the summon is just a condition it doesn't activate and uh it does say that your opponent draws a card but that part is an activated effect so if you activate mystic mine and then give your opponent wabi they can't activate the effect to draw but the hand size limit isn't an activated effect so your opponent's hand size limit becomes three so not only is it like a weird pseudo floodgate, but you can get around the draw you give your opponent and they can't like negate the effect to summon because it's not an That's effect. Insane. It's just a summoning condition. That's yeah. so insane. Yep. That's uh, rough. <laughs> yeah. No, this and the thing is, right? This deck is actually good. It's just people don't play it because they don't want to be run out of their locals. So, yep. The deck's insane, to be honest with you. Yeah. So um, keep keep it in mind. Yeah, Silent Wobby is $6 for a near mint first. Not bad. Um, it was so the other... Do what? It was like 23 months ago. Yeah. So, Tribrigade Lyralisk. I think this is actually the best deck this format. Uh, Super Quant is hilarious. No. Okay, the Super Quant list is extremely sick. Uh, this is piloted by Cursed Eyes, who is maybe the best player in the online scene I have seen in ages. Uh, they have like bubbled with Super Quant, like every like like for the last like six Chalice monthlies. But Etelli to two was a huge buff to this deck, uh, and Nessie to two was also a huge buff to this deck. Uh, and frankly, um, this is legit. Like this is not a meme. Uh, this is a real deck. It's just you have your brain has to be like astronomically massive to play it, which is why it doesn't see much play. Huh. That is yep. interesting. Go yeah. go super quantums, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you play like droplets and tactics in the main. Triple tactics talent is huge. This deck makes a lot of seas monsters, so it takes really good advantage of Zeus. 
Uh, Magnus is a floodgate that is also massive, that is also towers. Uh, and the regular Xyz monsters, um, like Engineer saw like the blue one, or Grandpulse, sorry, not Engineer. Grandpulse saw right. play as like sort of back removal way back in the day. Uh, these are quick effects if you have the associated color material attached to them. So the green one, uh, the rank four, is a Book of Moon, which uh, is pretty legit. Uh, uh, Magaliner is uh, a quick effect pop. Uh, it's Dryden, basically, if you have red under it. Uh, and Grand Pulse is Spell and Trap Removal. Uh, pretty good. You play Diviner to send a Trias Hierarchia, so you can tribute Diviner to Special Summon. Trias Hierarchia is such a kind of good card. It is like... It is, it is like, you look at it and you think it's crazy, but it like only works in specific scenarios, and this is one of them. There was actually a game in the tournament where um, Cursed Eyes played around in Imperm because they hard drew the Trias Hierarcha, and fun fact, <laughs> it can activate in hand as a quick effect. So they activate Diviner, they bait the Imperm, and then they tribute the Diviner for Hierarcha to get it off the field to still resolve the Diviner. It is yep. unbelievable. <laughs> That's I hilarious. Dude, I, I was so playing good. on EDO Pro against an the agent deck from the OCG. Yep. Oh my goodness. That card, that deck can use Tri's Hierarchia. That card, that deck, I've picked up in a playset of ultra rare Tri's Hierarchia because of a, that deck. It is a really, really good card that just works in very specific scenarios. But yeah, if you want like a really unique deck to learn. It will be tricky, but this is like, uh, I'm just looking at this list and I want to build it in paper so bad. I don't know if I'm going to drop that the cash on the diviners, but so it is cheap except for the diviners. Yeah. 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 And uh, actually, if you go to the MBT Discord, Cursed Eyes has posted a budget version of this list uh, that is playing chalices instead of droplets and I think dark hole instead of tactics. So, uh, Definitely go and check that out if you're interested in playing this, but don't want to drop on all the staples. Yep, definitely a good thing to check out. Uh, Blackwing is also interesting. Uh, Blaster <laughs> is a heck of a card in MBT's own words. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, that's about it. The only other note is that Orcus, it's basically Mech Knight. Ooh. There was, so one of the top 16 Mech Knight lists was on some, like, extreme spice. Let me pull it up. Uh, they were playing a Trap Tricks engine to make columns, and they were playing Gachiri at Ignister. Uh, really? It, yes. So, uh, the interesting stuff about this list, this is a Walker of Eclipses. Um, so they're playing two <laughs> Trap Tricks Sarah and three Four Mud Skipper. Uh, and so the way that this works is that it's similar to what people would do with format skipper in the sky striker engine is if you have format skipper, you can reveal the trap trick Sarah in your extra deck. Right. And then you treat this like card as a link material with the same name. So you can link into Sarah. And so that way, if you see format skipper shade brigandine, um, you can search, uh, so when it's used as link material, you can add a level five or higher cyburst monster from your deck to your hand, right? So you search yes. parallel exceed, and then you exceed for Reflesia as protection for your combo and also as a disruption. So they're playing Gravedigger's Trap Hole, Trap Trick's Trap Hole Nightmare, and Time Space Trap Hole Main Deck. Huh. 
but they're also playing Gachiri out of Nister because they can make their Link monsters unaffected by searching this. Uh, it, <laughs> it is really that is hilarious. Yeah, it's really really cool. They're playing World Legacy World Armor for similar reasons as like Ascend. Um, they're on cross out with like minimum minimal hand trap package, and they're siding into World Legacy Key and World Legacy Whispers to deal with spells and traps. Uh, just a very very unique list. I don't know if it's. I, I just I just had to shout out five cards. Yeah, this is like I love seeing stuff like this because this is this is a lot of very cool innovation. So I wanted to shout it out because a lot of the other lists are like really perfect versions of what they're doing. The B Trooper list and the Earth Machine list are like super cool decks, but they're doing the same thing. This was really doing something different. I really like it. Crazy. I mean, that, that's super cool. You, you gotta love seeing uh, people coming up with like some new weird interactions like that. I'm convinced yeah. that Subterra was played because of the meme of Gage. Yeah. Mormello <laughs> is also a one-card column uh, because you add the whole trap card, right? And then you link into Sarah and you can make a column for your Mech Knight. So that's kind of why that they're doing this is that to have a normal summon. Hmm. Well, that I think will do it for the talk about the Chalice Slime monthly. So what I do want to say is I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana, what he said. So we are, of course, as you know by now, sponsored by ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. We are very, very thankful for that sponsorship, and we would like to say it is our locals. We claim it as home. It is a spectacular place to go for all of your Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, sports cards, Digimon, uh, D&D, figurines, tabletop gaming, card ga- any card game, basically, any board game. Uh, if it's got game in the title, there's a pretty solid chance that they have a community there for it. Um, they are now a registered OTS store. They do OTS packs. They do tournaments. They do OTS prizing, like the little mouse pads and all the cool stuff like that. So it is absolutely worth checking out. If you are within a two to three hour drive, I would recommend that you come to our ETB battle city days. We have an enormous amount of fun. It is actually like surprisingly competitive for how small the tournaments are. Um, and if you are unable to make it to that, then please check out their link in the description below. Uh, ETBgames.com. I think that you can do some ordering of some specific things on there. Uh, and I think that you can also find them on TCG Player. They don't list as much Yu-Gi-Oh! The Yu-Gi-Oh! community is a little bit smaller than like the Magic community or the Pokemon community. But we're still here. We're still representing. And they are still very supportive of us, which we are very thankful for. I think, though, that the next thing to talk about is the big news. We've been burying the lead. We actually had an enormous news that we didn't want to talk about quite yet. So, of course, for those that don't know, Konami has announced we have a new Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship Series to look forward to, or YCS as it's known. Of course, we got the YCS Remote Duel announcement that will be taking place December, I believe, 11th and 12th. I'm sure the comments will correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, But this is the first YCS in-person event held in, uh, by the time this happens, nearly two two full years. Two full years. Which is crazy to think about. 
So we've got YCS Pasadena happening on January 15th and 16th of 2022. So this is the big return to in-person Yu-Gi-Oh! play for YCSs. I believe we will be getting uh, regional events a bit earlier, but there's no confirmation of that other than a post saying Burst of Destiny will have regionals. Um, so we don't have any exact dates and times for anything like that. And yet. But the YCS, for those that don't know, I know that a ton, a ton of our listener base is very, very new or returning players. So that's part of the reason that we had Skyhawk here was because all three of us are, I'm not going to say the most experienced players in the world because we're not, but we are experienced enough to where we can give you a bit more information and a breakdown about how these YCSs go and what to expect. So we do have some FAQs, some questions that we have questions and answers. So uh, the main event is a big two day event that takes place on Saturday and Sunday. And people are going to fly in from all over the world to compete and uh, duel and trade and hang out, whatever. Um, So the main event will be a Swiss tournament with probably 11 or 12 rounds of Swiss at least. And then there will be a top cut. And if I had to guess, if they don't put a cap on this tournament, it's probably going to cut to top 128. (laughs) That's a lot of spaces. Yeah, yeah, I can confirm there is actually a cap. Um, oh, uh, so the, no cap? the the red, uh, they haven't announced what the actual cap is, but they have said that there is a registration cap. Okay, so there will be a cap, almost guaranteed, because of space spacing in the venue. They probably want to keep some space in between players because of COVID reasons, which COVID is a big, big, big factor at this event. So. We will talk a lot more about that, the restrictions, but there is something for everybody here. You can do win and mat events. There will be speed duel events. There will be attack of the giant card events. There will be regional qualifier tournaments within the YCS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go and you scrub out of the YCS in like three rounds for whatever reason, and you want to still try to get your invite while you're there, you could literally win a regional while you're there. I mean, you you could legitimately enter yep. and like, an 80 or 100 man regional mid event, which is insane to think about completely, to yeah. be honest. And that's something to consider about going to a YCS event in general is that uh, if you are someone who is like really, like, has really been getting into competitive the last little while, but isn't quite sure if you're there yet, I would still recommend considering going if like the finances and the COVID situation work out for you. Because sure. even if you tank, you're like, you go like, you go X3 in your first five rounds and, and you, you have to drop out. You like have me. all of those side events you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, <laughs> my first YCS was uh, Niagara, my only YCS so far, 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I, uh, I bubbled out of that one. But even like getting that far and then not making top cut, there was still like a whole bunch of time in the day to do side events and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like they run stuff all the time it is like a super grueling experience if like you're there and you're doing well in the main event like you're you're playing 10 hours a day kind of thing but you yeah. can just go and like trade with people you could do side events there are vendors there that have got like merch and cards and all sorts of random stuff it's just and there's lots of people there who want to talk Yu-Gi-Oh and just with lots of mutual interests so uh yes. even if you feel like you're not like 
oh, I don't know if I'm going to do well at the main event or not. doesn't matter. Yeah, it literally it's, doesn't it's, matter. Learn how to play speed it, duel. Go play some speed duel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hey, the speed duel prizing is pretty rocking. So yeah, the that, speed well, duel prizing even, is cracked. <laughs> that's not even a bad move. Yeah. Uh, so and they announced there will be a dual links event at this YCS. Oh, tomorrow. that's Ooh. true. I forgot about that. You are correct. So, it's not really here in the FAQ, but yes, there will be. So for those who play dual links, there's something to be excited for. For Ooh. sure. So there are. For sure, COVID-19 restrictions. There is a large, uh, like, four paragraphs that I'm going to be honest, I'm just going to go ahead and read it out word for word. That way there's no, um, there's no, well, maybe is it this, is it this, did they say this? This is exactly what Konami says in the uh, YCS Pasadena uh, FAQ, which, by the way, there will be a, for sure, a link to this FAQ page in the description of this podcast it will be i promise it's well worth a read Absolutely. so konami says konami has adopted a a mandatory vaccination policy to protect the safety of its attendees each attendee 12 years and older will be required to show full proof of vaccination for entry this requirement may change depending on authorization of vaccine for the under 12 age group. We will update this FAQ if the situation evolves. To be fully vaccinated, an attendee must have received their second dose of, of the Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna vaccine or a single dose of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine at least two weeks prior to the event. Acceptable proof of COVID-19 vaccination includes a CDC vaccination card, a WHO vaccination card, or a photo of either card printed or on an electronic device. I would imagine that that is there. That way people can save their card. Like if they don't want to, if they don't want their card getting lost or damaged, they can have the picture of it. But mm -hmm. The card must state the name of the vaccinated person, the type of vaccine received, and the date of the last dose. All players participating in tournaments and any spectators 18 and older must also show a photo ID that matches the identifying information on the vaccination card. No gaming the system. Have your cards ready. Children under the age of 12 will not be required to show proof of vaccination, but instead must show documentation of a negative COVID-19 test taken within 72 hours of the event. The test must be a molecular or antigen test with emergency use authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Home tests will not be accepted. The documentation must show the test result, the type of test, the entity issuing the test, and the date of the test. Attendees who are unable to receive a COVID-19 vaccination or vaccine due to a medical condition must instead show a proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within 72 hours of the event. In addition to the requirements listed above for showing proof of a negative test, these attendees must provide documentation from a healthcare provider verifying that the attendee has a medical exemption from vaccination. This verification must state the attendee's name, the fact that the attendee is medically exempt, and must be signed by a healthcare provider. Konami will be checking proof of vaccination, proof of negative test results, and medical exemption documentation at the entrance of the event. Konami reserves the right to refuse entry to attendees who do not comply with this policy. 
Face masks must be worn at all times during the event and at the venue. There will be a dedicated food service area for eating and drinking, and face masks may be removed briefly in this area only for eating and drinking. Food and beverages may not be consumed in any area outside of the dedicated eating area. Whew. That was a lot of information to take in. That's the rundown. Yep. But here's uh, the thing. It's all very relevant, very important, and to be completely honest, stuff you should probably be doing anyway. Yep. A hundred percent. Also, uh, big props to Konami for not caving to the anti-vaxxers. This is big. Um, I would have preferred for a negative COVID test to not be a valid requirement for anybody over 12, but I imagine they probably got a lot of advice on this. Uh, and frankly, yes. just get, get vaccinated before you show up to this thing. Like, the thing is, um, <laughs> the negative test doesn't even do it for people over 12 unless you also have documentation showing from a like actual healthcare provider that you can't be vaccinated due to some kind of health issue. Yep. Yeah, which is few and far between. So, yep. Very that 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 is very 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 rare and I'm sure that they know exactly what is a uh, real one of those and what is not a real one of those. So, right. Yeah. So, please 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 if you are going if you're planning to attend this event, go get if you haven't already gotten vaccine vaccinated for whatever reason, if there's any chance you attend this event, please go get vaccinated as soon as possible. Because once you get the yep. first dose, you have to wait like four weeks before you go back and get the second dose, unless you get mm -hmm. a Johnson and Johnson. And then you have to have those done two weeks before the event. So this episode is airing on October 29th. You're looking at six weeks just to get ever just to get your tests done and be two weeks safe. Yeah. That's a month and a half. Yeah. That's like November. That's you, the, you that's almost yeah. Christmas. You basically have a month from the air date of this podcast to go do it. So go get it done. Yeah. And I'm gonna be real I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. It's free. You can get it at almost any drugstore at this point. You can get it at your doctor. You can get it they do clinics or at least I say all of this. This is all relevant to where we live, where we are. This is in Louisiana. We're in the middle of nowhere. This 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 town still has a lot of Trump flags flying. I'm just going to leave it at that. that. That tells you everything you need to know. And they are doing clinics. They're doing drives. They're coming to people's workplaces and offering it. They're doing everything to get this vaccine to everyone. And it is 100% free of charge. Really, it's the, worth yeah. doing. The only thing it costs you is the time to get it done. And it literally takes 15 minutes. They go in, yep. the line is almost non-existent because either people have already gotten it or they're just moving people through really quickly because it literally takes 10 seconds. You go in, they jab you with a little needle, they take down your information, they sign your little vaccination card. Give you the card. Yep, you wait 15 minutes to make sure there's no adverse reactions and you leave. That's it. It's super easy. They do it in a drive-through. I mean... Yep. And then like yep. even on the card, they'll even say, hey, come back at this date. Yep. Like we like we'll even go ahead and schedule right here if you want to just go over there, get the scheduled. Come back then. 
We can they get didn't take even. Care they didn't even do that for me. They just said, "Here's when you show up." They didn't even offer like, "Do you want to schedule?" No, it was just, "This is when you're coming back." Yeah. It, oh, you know, like, like for me, like for me and my wife, it was we showed up. They gave it to us. They're like, "Okay, cool. Just go over there to schedule your next dose." And you know, we were in and out in literally 16 minutes. Yeah, it's so easy. And that was one minute to get in, get it done, and then 15 you just sit in there. Yeah, playing on your phone, literally. Yeah. It's very, so. very super easy. Uh, like. I got both of mine done in like May and July when I was finally eligible and simple, just like they had a big center. I waited maybe 10 minutes for the first one and way less than that for the second. And yep. it just super easy. And one last point on like the vaccine thing. I had seen a lot of discussion on various uh, forums, <clears throat> Zodiac Duelist, uh, of like questions around, oh, Konami hasn't said anything about a religious exemption or uh, this is ridiculous. This is a violation of my rights. Uh, no, it's not. Konami is a private entity. They can set whatever entry requirement they want to this event. They can yep. say that you could be between the ages of 40 and 42, and you could only bring into the building, like, uh, exactly You have to wear a pink one... shirt and blue pants. Yeah. You have to have, like, an eat more bar, or we won't, like, allow you to enter the YCS. They can set whatever requirements they want, and it is not a violation of your rights at all. Because you this are well within your event. rights to not attend this event. Yep, exactly. Like if if you don't want to abide by this policy, don't show up. This is the only time you will see me defending Konami on something. But they can set any type of restriction they want for you to enter this event, and this is a super super basic one to protect everybody's safety. So don't complain about like the the setup here. I either do it or don't show up. That simple. Yep, it's, it's super duper easy. Um, and to be completely honest with you, personally, my own belief and opinions, there's literally just no reason not to, uh, I, I will take a very hard line stance. I don't take very hard line stances on many things. Uh, it's That's not true. in my nature, especially publicly. I, I just, I don't, um, I'm not a big person on taking hard line stances, but I will take one here. Um, please do your part for the other people in your community do your part for the other people in this game that we all love together please take the time go get vaccinated protect your loved ones i mean i i have a four-year-old right and he literally they shut down his school for two weeks not too long ago because a four-year-old at his school tested positive a four-year-old everybody can get it don't think that oh i'm too young or i'm whatever no that little four-year-old girl was running 104 fever for three days it can affect anyone do not think you're above it go get the vaccination very nice now also uh the other like the positive side to this is the more people who get the vaccine the more ycs events we can have and the faster True. we can have them so True. if and you want more events this is the way to do it guys not just, <laughs> not just ycs's regionals yeah. anything yeah. yes yes absolutely regionals uh, locals if, conventions if you are if you're a crazy person and you don't like remote dueling for some reason if you want it to end this is how you get it to end exactly so, so you go get vaccinated out of spite because you don't want remote dual to exist anymore. exactly yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah <laughs> not a fan of webcams i've got a solution for you <laughs> that's right here's here's a needle yep <laughs> <laughs> I that, guess that's one way. I, that might not be the best way to say that, but it's funny. Yeah, exactly. 
honestly, at this point, uh, anything that gets people to do it, sure. Like, if if this requirement gets people who are on the fence about getting vaccinated vaccinated so that they can go to Yu-Gi-Oh events, then Konami has done a net good. Like, yeah, uh, at I'm this point, it. anything that convinces people to do it, I'm on board. Yep. Okay, so... We're gonna we're gonna pipe down about the COVID talk for right now. We don't want this whole podcast <laughs> to be COVID. What we will talk more though about is the actual event itself. This is big news, and for those that are unfamiliar with the event itself, we do want to go through a little bit of how these events run and how they work. So it'll be a two-day tournament using advanced constructed decks in Swiss format. What that basically means is you're going to go in, you're going to have your typical advanced TCG deck, you're going to play rounds of Swiss where they pair you against opponents, yada yada, throughout the day. Win-lose, you're you're there until you either drop or twist tournaments declared over. Right, so you don't, it's not like single elimination, you don't go in, play one round if you lose, you're out. You can play ten rounds, whether you lose, win, whatever. So, um... You play until you're until it's over, and then at the end, they'll take the, say, 32, 64, 128, whatever the ratio is. I think they have to get over 2,064 people to get up to top 64, and over, like, 4,100 people to get up to top 28 or 128. So typically, it's top 32, but when they cut to top 32, it's the 32 best records through Swiss after tiebreakers are the people that get top cut. Hence the name of our podcast, Top Good Podcast. So, name uh, un- unintended name drop in this situation, right? Like when they say the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah. All right. So, uh, the matches will be best two out of three. Sim- very similar. Uh, Swiss rounds followed by the single elimination top cut. Rounds are dependent upon number of people that actually register. So, it could be eight rounds. It could be ten rounds. It could be. 22 rounds. We don't know. I lied. Each? I doubt 22 rounds. 22 yeah. rounds. Miss me with that. I'm out. I'm dropping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do keep in mind that each round is about what? What was the timer for that? 40 minutes each? Uh, okay. The time limit is 40 yeah. minutes per round of Swiss. Yeah. But once you include pairing everybody, getting everybody to their tables, starting the round, finishing the round, doing end of match procedures for the rounds that are going into time, t- just say an hour. At yeah. minimum, say but an hour per round. You know, that's what I was about to say was, you know, because all that extra stuff, it's going to be about 20 minutes of extra stuff just to get the tournament to run easily. Yeah. yeah, easily. Uh, important, important note here, too, uh, for those of you used to remote duels, uh, remote duel match timers have been 50 minutes for official events to handle yes. technical issues, uh, having to, like, look up cards to read them rather than being able to physically reach across. Uh, this does not have that. Matches are shorter, and it will be a brisker pace, even though you can read cards easier. So do keep that in mind when you're playing. Uh, playing faster will be enforced much more frequently. So yes. uh, do make sure that you keep that in mind when you're going into this. Yes, absolutely. Very important to note. So you you have to pre-register for this event. You have to go on to the registration website and do it. Which So there will be a link in the in the description for the big FAQ page and on that FAQ page there is a link to so there won't be an additional link for that page but you can fi- you can get to it really easy two clicks you're there yeah so the pre-registration there's a $20 US dollar pre-registration to this and when you pre-register you are guaranteed just for pre-registering five well pre-registering and showing up at the event 
five booster packs of Burst of Destiny, and you get registration. And it did, or no, that's you get five booster packs just for registering at all. But for yep. pre-registration, you also get an exclusive game mat and a promo card. And I can't guarantee this, but in the past, if you pre-register at the event, when you go, you also get a random die. Like the dark dice, the water mm-hmm. dice, the attribute dice, the spell dice, the trap dice. So we don't know, but I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. There could also be some cool dice. There's all there all there's always some little goodies that you get, tokens, whatever. Yep. Oh yeah, like Konami, there's no telling what you'll get. Yeah. Yep. Konami's whole thing is that uh because they don't offer cash prizing for uh events, they're they're like stated motif is that you have to get commensurate prizing for entering an event whether that's a locals or a regional so if right. you pay like ten dollars for entry you have to get two booster packs or five dollars for entry you get one booster pack for example uh this is there so like twenty dollars uh i mean i <laughs> i'm saying that in canadian dollars but for you guys would be four bucks a booster pack i guess so the five yes. packs but they're tossing in a mat uh i think we know what the mat is uh, I think we know that it's like it'll be like a YCS Pasadena specific mat because they always have mats for like specific YCS events, but especially big, big ones like this. We don't know what the promo card is, and I'm very interested in this because I don't know if this would be like more copies of the Amabi promo that they've done for uh, remote. Not, I hope not. Uh, or if it's something completely different. So this I've already is got a playset of Amabi. I don't want a new. I don't want it the same one. I want a new. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, true. Mm. Also, the dice are very cool. Uh, I still, although the logo has faded on it because I used it so much, I probably should have used it less. I got the trap dice when I went to Niagara, and it's quite pretty. Uh, it's got like like those, and I also for uh, making it to the Invitational, I got some of the uh, Pharaoh dice, which have the Millennium items on it and have like a nice, Ooh. cool, like kind of like golden color to them. Oh, that is cool. Uh, so yeah, you can get those die uh, in this. You can get all sorts of stuff. So if they do have dice, you'll get it in like a little black bag when you register. It's, it's yep. pretty sick. Okay. So uh, speaking of keeping at a brisk pace, we also need to uh, <laughs> move along. So, <laughs> I, uh, and then for public events, no, I'm not trying to rush you. It's just, uh, there's a lot to cover and we don't actually have that much time left uh, for public events. Registration. That'll be like a by the day thing. So this will be held at the Pasadena convention center in downtown Pasadena, California, which is, basically LA. So it's at the very, very North tip of LA. So, uh, if you fly in, you'll fly to LAX and you're going to pay like 80 bucks for a freaking Uber ride or Lyft ride to Pasadena, which is the worst, but that's the price of doing business, I guess. So the event schedule, um, oh, and that's actually a very important thing to note. I've been doing a lot of planning cause we really want to go, which we're going to talk about later. Um, but if you do decide to go to this, there is no Uber in Pasadena. For whatever reason, Uber is not in Pasadena. It must be some kind of regional, local law thing. Uh, Uber is in like LA, LA, but it's not actually in Pasadena. So you have to do Lyft while you're in Pasadena. Lyft is all over Pasadena. Uber is not. I don't know. It's weird. So the event schedule for the main event. Friday, January 14th at noon. Starting at noon, ending at 6. There is a mandatory on-site check-in. And then there will be on-site pre-registration, if available, also on Friday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So if there's pre-registration slots available, which there won't be, then 
that Friday you can pre-register from three to, t- to seven. Yeah. But if otherwise, you just need to check in on site, which I'm guessing is when they give you your play mat and stuff at Friday between twelve and six. Yeah. So. One quick, one quick little interjection on that. Sure. Uh, do do not plan around there being uh, pre-reg spots. Uh, if you don't, do not. Yeah. If you aren't able to register tomorrow, uh, unless you're like, I'm going to grind all the side events and that's going to be my trip. Uh, don't plan on going if you want to compete in the main event and you don't get a pre-reg spot because there won't be very money. There'll be a lot of people there and you'll be spending yes. a lot of money on the hotel room to not be able to compete. So yes. keep that in mind. Yes, yes. Okay. Closest airport is LAX. And actually a little bit closer is the Bob Hope Airport in Burbank. It's like half the distance but i'm just gonna be honest i would probably just do lax because i think it's gonna be a lot cheaper to fly into also if i had to guess with lax being one of the biggest airports in the world and one of the busiest airports in the world if i had to guess i would also guess that at lax the traffic situation would be a little bit better just because that sounds crazy, but I would imagine that they have freeways and highways and interstates designated just for LAX. So I can't say that for sure. I've never been to LAX. Hopefully I'll go in January. We'll see. (laughs) But yeah. So um, Sonny is the expert here on uh, transportation, so yeah. definitely, uh, definitely uh, heed his heed his advice here. I have traveled quite a lot in my time being a driver and then living all over the place. Um, so what happens at a YCS? Big two day event. Uh, lots, lots of little of, side events. Lots of little side events. Competitive or casual? There's something for everyone. Are there cover requirements? Yes, we talked about that earlier. I'm literally just going through the Konami FAQ page. When can I register? Uh, this is important. You'll need to pre-register, like we said. Uh, Duelists, wait. Uh, hmm. Pre-registration will remain. Oh, it says it's open now. That's false. It, uh, well, I guess yeah. at time of airing, it's open. Yeah. But at time of recording, it doesn't open till th- tomorrow on Thursday. But this opens yeah. now. It's as of airing, it's already opened. Um, yeah. So or register if you haven't already, because I have. Yeah, I. Hopefully, by the time this airs, I will already be registered. So space is like extremely limited, and the event is like even even says here it's likely to sell out. It's guaranteed to sell out. I don't know how many spaces they have, but it's gonna sell out. So be ready. Uh, Duelists who successfully pre-register must uh, must still arrive at YCS Pasadena and check in on Friday, January fourteenth, to confirm their spot in the tournament, or their spot will be forfeited and their entry will be refunded after the YCS. So you have to be there and you have to check in early to get your stuff. Right. And I'm assuming at pre-registration check-in is when you're going to get your stuff as well as they're going to check all your COVID requirements. So uh, it says, how do I check in? Uh, If you're pre-registered, you just need to arrive on site at the convention center between 12 and 6 on Friday, January 14th. Follow the signs to check in and confirm your spot. At this time, you'll receive your commensurate prizing once they are confirmed at check-in and your vaccination status verified. Dang, I got ahead of myself. That's crazy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Pre-registration is sold out. Is there anything I can do to participate? Uh, Yeah, so this is what we've talked about. No guaranteed Mm -hmm. spots for pre-registration if the event is sold out. Seating is very limited. Um, 
public events alone, I guess, are not a great weekend to travel like across the world. But like, if you have a spot, I would go. That's just me. Oh, uh, yeah. there will be security. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. If, you miss, if you're like really close, go do public events and you, you don't make the main event. But like, if you're far away, it's probably not worth it. I would say if you're within like four hours of the event, yeah. I would go. Yeah, I would drive it because then you can day trip it. Yeah, four hours you can day trip it. That yeah, that's my kind of that's my part. You could just pick one day of side events, go play for six hours, drive back. Yeah, I I will absolutely say a Sunday regional at a YCS is very small and but way more competitive because you have the players that bubbled out in day two coming in for the events. So um, who also likely still have friends who made day two, and that's why they're still there. Yeah, so. Or they've already booked their flights and stuff leaving on. I'm booking if I get to go, he he he. I'm booking my flight to fly in on Thursday and leave on Tuesday. Fair. Because that's the <laughs> cheapest way to get airfare. That is true, actually. So uh what security information should I know? There will be security personnel and local police on site. Who can I contact Wait. if I have questions? There's a uh a, t- a tournament organizer, Core TCG, and there's a Konami representative. So uh, will there be coverage? Yes, feature matches will be live streamed, and there will also be online coverage and other updates at the YCS available at such and such cool. link. And this is cool, actually. Yeah, um, the feature matches and inter- top cut matches will be streamed on their YouTube channel. Yeah, minor minor interjection here again. Uh, traditionally, North America has not had streams. Uh, we did get one for the Vegas three v three, but then everything shut down, and that was it. Hopefully, this means that we're getting streams for all of the North America YCSs going forward. And if so, finally, thank you, Konami. Yeah, for real. It's been long <laughs> That's enough. That's all. I've been complaining about this since I got back in the game. No lie. I've been complaining about this since I started playing the game. Yeah, yeah. The fact that we, this this seems to imply that we're going to have this for all the end North American ones going forward. Excellent. Amazing. Big if true. Yeah, I'm also Big if. Yeah, I would I would really like to see them also stream it on their Twitch because it's kind of crazy to me that the Konami official Twitch account has less followers and subscribers than Distinct Coder or MBT or Farfa. I mean, I mean, they barely have anything ever. So yeah, but what's funny is if the so okay, let's say Farfa is doing his stream right. <clears throat> And Yu-Gi-Oh! Konami, the official Konami, goes online. Farfetch stream will have five to ten times more people at any given time than the official Konami stream, no matter what. Fair. Yeah. He could be he could have just his face cam one live reacting to the Konami news. And everybody would just be like, cool, I'm just gonna watch Farfa. That's crazy. Yep. And that's because they don't try. I think, I think they are slowly starting to try though. Like uh it's a company where business practices has to jump through a lot of hoops to get stuff yeah. done so if if i will take steps in the right direction on this one and for it to be like an actual ycs rather than like a, a specific invitational uh is actually a very big deal because the yes. 3v3 did actually have a lot of viewership if i remember correctly but you're right that it's like if mbt is hosting the chalice line monthly and konami is holding like the dual links invitational mbt has like 600 more viewers and farfa would have 700 800 more viewers so i do think oh, yeah. a little bit of that is on konami to be like uh hey guys you should come and watch our events because they're cool 
uh, or even better, stream get Farfa or MBT to commentate it. They would do Farfa, and you know it. They would do Farfa. Yeah. Um, mm, I don't know how much I can say. There's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I there know. are There's, specific. There... there are specific people that Konami does not want to work with, and I will put it that way. Yeah, and we'll just leave it at that. But they would work with Farfa. Anyway, so... They have worked with Farfa, yeah. Yeah, they have. He's he's done commentary for them, but only in the EU. We need him in America. All right, so... True. Uh, if you want to vend at uh, the event, you can also contact uh, the Konami support team, So, which is cool, I guess, if you want to do that. So, Okay, that's all the YCS talk so far. We actually do want to take one more thing. Uh, so... Caleb and I would really love to go to this event. And we re- so like like we really want to go. So, we've been out of the game for 8 years now, like almost a decade or 7 years, whatever. Whenever 6 years. Wow, it was only 6 years. It feels like 10. I know, right? Because basically the last year that we've been back in the game, we've had no game. So, yeah. We got back into the game. We wanted to socialize. We wanted to be around people. We could not do that. Uh, well, I mean, we could, but like not in person. Uh, and now this is finally a chance for us to socialize and be around people in person. Meet the meet so many of the fans and the other creators and all the f- really cool people that we've met. And we would really love to do that. But the podcast is not yet generating enough revenue to pay for this trip on its own. So, we are going to be putting in some Patreon goals, and we are going to be hoping and praying and asking for some help from you, the listeners. Uh, We are hoping to go on a dream. Uh, We have a goal in mind of $1,500 that we would like to raise, and that would go exclusively towards Caleb and I's airfare, hotel, uh basically food entry fee to the tournament if we want to do side events whatever and it would also have to pay for the extra bag fees because uh we would bring all of our recording equipment with us on the trip and we would be doing a podcast episode every evening that we are there and posting it the following morning so what that means for you the viewers is Listeners, not viewers. If we get to our goal and we reach our goals during the pod, during the event, you will be getting the most live, up to date information that we've ever given you on the podcast. We would be giving you just go by go information. Uh, our hotel room would be ideally either at the venue for the event because there's a hotel attached. Or there's another hotel that's like a quarter of the price, like four blocks away. So we would be able to go get you up to date event. And I would, I am really, really super duper hoping that if we can go to this event, that we can snag a couple of really cool guests. Cause I have the feeling that we will get to meet a ton of extremely cool people. I can't guarantee that, but I can try to work it out in advance with a couple of people that I do know. So, 
And of course, I think Giant Skyhawk said he's already going. So that would be really cool to meet Giant Skyhawk in person. And we can do a live (laughs) in-person podcast recording without having to use remote recording software. Yeah, not not like not 100 percent, but I'm pre-registered and it's like 95 percent. I'm quite certain that I'll be there. Yep. So we're going to pre-register as soon as pre-registration opens tomorrow. And for all of you, it would have been yesterday. Right. Uh, So please, uh, if you are financially able and willing, we ask that you please check out the Patreon. Uh, It is a huge, huge, huge part of our goals. And if you decide past the event to not stay at the Patreon, we understand. But if you do understand that we can also take that money and put it towards better stuff for the podcast, better equipment, uh, better everything. We can start getting actual cameras and setting up like real regular live streams. It gives us the ability to do a lot more. And going to this event is part of it. I'm going to be really upfront and honest. I don't see us getting to that goal. Uh, I would be uh, blown away by everybody's generosity if we don't didn't. smacked. Yeah, but there's uh, a five dollar word. I'm going to be honest, even if we don't hit the goal, I still plan on going. Uh, I'm going to find a way. I've already, I, in fact, Caleb was here. I just sold like over a hundred dollars worth of cards. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to bag. I'm still going to start door dashing uh, when I get off my 12 hour shifts at work. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I'm it. If this doesn't work out, I might not be able to go, unfortunately, which would be, which is sad, but understandable. <laughs> yeah. So, um, We really, really want to go. We want to provide this coverage for you, the listeners. And we want to go and get to meet all these cool people and have a good time. And we want to see you and meet you there at the event. So if you're going to this event, this might be like your best chance to meet us in person. Because we plan on being there. So um, please consider, if you haven't already, uh, and to those that have, thank you seriously so much uh, it means the world to us so in the meantime we will continue to work our schedule that we always work we will be continuing to do our regular episodes every tuesday every friday and our patreon episodes every wednesday that is three days a week for those that are subscribed on patreon you get access to our very cool series that we're doing where we review every set and the how it shapes the meta uh, throughout the game's history, not just every set, but every product. So we're doing video game promos. We're doing uh, the jump promos that, that are relevant. Uh, we're doing Pins. McDonald's promos. Yeah, structured X, starter X. Uh, special and, editions. In chronological order. Yeah. So please be sure to check it out. Uh, be sure to check out uh, Giant Skyhawk with whatever he's doing at that time and on that day. Because, uh, <laughs> you know. That is a pretty accurate summary of what I do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you were saying McDonald's promos with the legendary Aqua Dragon. Oh man, yeah. I gotta sign up to the Patreon so that yeah. I, can, I can listen to this. Yeah, and a, uh, the epic uh, Shield uh, Millennium, Millennium Shield, Shield Cosmo yeah. Queen, Goddess ah, of Whim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's crazy is the most playable cards out of those McDonald's promos these days are all the fusions because of Ready Fusion. <laughs> yep, which is hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, literally some of the absolute best Ready Fusion targets were McDonald's promos. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the last thing we do want to talk about is the podcast question of the day. So, I'm we started this segment a few 
episodes ago, about probably about three or four episodes ago. And I'm telling you, this this has blown up, really. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> the last one was big, yeah. The last two have been this one, and this one's even bigger than the last one. This one, uh, so like I can see the engagements on Twitter, and it is the biggest tweets we've ever done, like consistently now. So, well, good to hear that people have opinions and are willing to give them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh community def- definitely has their opinions. Yeah, so. that is a hallmark sign. Yeah. Player. Yep. And it helps that we are nostalgia pandering and pandering to people's like true emotions with these <laughs> questions. They are hitting Fair. hard. So the podcast question of the day is what card or this is the last one that we're going to read the answers. What card do you hate the most except for Dragoon and Mystic Mind? Those are cheating. Uh, so we got a lot of great answers. Uh, the Legacy Crusaders channel, uh, Benji, for those that don't know him, he's very great. He's in the Discord server, which you should join. Super cool dude. Yes. Uh, he says Artifact Lancey and Abyss Dweller that are full-turn floodgates that are kind of hard to stop with, like, no restrictions on when you can use them, but, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Just, just shotgun them during the uh, standby phase. If your opponent doesn't have, like, Call by the Grave. Yeah, it's it's tough. Oh, and then that yep. Call by the Grave doesn't stop Abyss Dweller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have call yeah. on the grave from Lancia or like the imperm or something, whatever. Right. They have to have the exact answer. So, uh, King Scarlet Yu Gi Oh! Love him. He's so funny. Uh, like, not really specific cards, but these three types in no order. Uh, cards that one cannot respond to. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Spell Speed 4. You're, you're talking my game. Super polymerization. <laughs> I hate that card so much. That's my answer to this question. Actually, yeah. super poly. It actually is. Listen, listen. I've played several decks throughout my history that have all played Super Poly. I hate that that card exists. Dude, I hate yep. Super Poly so much. There's yep. the guy who plays it. Yeah. Yep. No, it is, it is like, well, I mean, that's the duality, right? You play what you're going to do to win, but like, yeah. It really Doesn't should not be like around. it. Yeah. Uh, yep. He also said cards that can negate multiple times in a turn, like the Herald, Appaloosa, and I guess this also goes for Dolka. <laughs> mm, noted Floodgate. Appaloosa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, noted for <laughs> cards that shut down an entire mechanic. So yeah, that's that's modern day Yu-Gi-Oh for you. Uh, we got Nibiru's. Oh, that was Shiggy's that said Nibiru. Yeah, uh, Nibiru Judgment Dragon. Well, Shiggy's just playing at Ignister. She would say Nibiru. Uh, Judgment Dragon, Herald of Perfection and Ultimateness. Yeah, Forbidden Droplet. True. Uh, RJ the RJ from uh, the Sealed Showdown series. He likes to respond to these now. He said, uh, the Pot of Avarice, he hates that card because it seems like every time his opponent plays it, he just, they draw exactly what they need and he insta loses. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He has this awesome story where uh, his opponent top decks, is it, they got an open field and a pike in hand and he's playing yeah. Watts and he's about to top eight original with Watts and his opponent's like Mermail. And so he's got two Watts up with three back row. His opponent top decks Avarice and they draw into Heavy Storm and Dragoon and immediately kill him. That's tragic. Um, Mystic Swordsman? That's an interesting answer. That must be a goat thing. Oh, yeah, no, no. Mystic Swordsman level two. That just kind of says, that's a nice flip effect monster. It'd be a shame if something was to happen to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's goat, goat legal drill roid, basically. Yeah. OTK Link 4 is like Boral Sword and Access Code. Uh, Revolt and, <laughs> look at that, Ultimateness. Uh, Ulti Canahawk? Fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a story behind this one. That's a combo link thing, I think. I think yeah. like Ulti Canahawk, just because, I mean, they don't really take a long time, but they they can take a long time. For sure. Uh, Eva, 
Soul Release, that's a Tatsumancer. That Soul Release, I think that one's one that causes cards to miss timing, which might be part of it. I thought Soul Release was the banish five cards out of your opponent's graveyard. No, that's... Uh, so, no, that's... No, so Soul, soul Release, uh, I'm pulling up the text. Send uh, one right monster now. your opponent's out of the field of the graveyard, then they gain a thousand life I points. I thought that was Soul Charge. No, no Soul no, Charge so soul... is to pay life points in increments right, of a thousand and summon that many monsters. No, He's got it. Right. Soul Release is a normal spell card. Select up to five cards from either you or your opponent's graveyard. Oh. And uh, this is the old P- this is old PCST. And remove them from the current duel. <laughs> them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had never. I I thought I thought it was the one where like they. It's like the hand grabbing a blue orb, and it's yeah, so- yeah. That's like uh, soul absorption or spell absorption or something. No, 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 no. The one where it causes everything to miss timing. Because when you act, it came out in like 2013 or something. Yeah, like oh. it was great for stopping uh, Light Pulsar. Yeah, yeah, because like it would, or 2012, I guess. It would literally just send one monster on your opponent's side of the field of the graveyard. You're, then your opponent gains a thousand life points and it causes everything oh, to miss timing. Soul Taker. Soul, soul taker. taker. That's the card I was thinking it was. That's the card you're thinking of, yep. Yeah, card I hate the most, Ash Blossom. That's a popular, popular take on here. Uh, Alistair, and it's not even close. Herald of Ultimateness, Magic Cylinder. Last week in Locals, I lost two games of Magic Cylinder. Ooh, that's rough, buddy. Dude, imagine thinking you're about to go for game and your opponent just flips a Magic Cylinder. Twice, that's rough. Twice. Hey, there, is, there is Magic Cylinder support in Burst of Destiny. True. There is. True. It's also kind of, and it's also like Rocket adjacent, because it's the cylinder from, um... Oh, the from, field spell. Yeah, from uh, the field spell. Uh, you know, that all the rocket monsters are loaded into, but you're loading magic cylinders into it instead, which is bro, hilarious. what is the name of that field spell? Oh, uh, one of, well, there's three of us here. One of us has to know the name of that field what, spell. Okay, what, what field spell is this? The rocket field spell. The one that searches... Oh, that's uh, freaking uh, boot sector launch. Yeah, boot that se- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's boot- got... Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, got boot sector yeah. launch on it. Uh, Misk and it isn't even close. That's tough, buddy. Sag. <laughs> uh, quick launch. Uh, any disruption from Fair. the hand, such as hand traps. Uh, boy, you must hate modern Yu Gi Oh! Uh, <laughs> Dark Hole because I lost so much to it as a kid. Fair. Uh, Winda and Invoke Macabre. Boy, I bet you hate that deck. Uh, there was a lot of Winda in the thread. Yep. Uh, somebody just listed out an entire combo. So, uh, and it goes, uh, <laughs> so, uh it goes. Engage, uh, search, hate... engage, draw one, engage, search, engage, draw one, engage, search, draw. Uh, yeah, there's a whole engage thing. <laughs> I guess it's engage because they said engage 18 times. In the it's got to be. IO, actually a floodgate. Uh, mm-hmm. Very true. Cards I hate, ones I lose to, cards I love, ones I win with. These may be the same <laughs> cards. Fair. That's fair. That's he's, he's, he's got a valid point. Denko Seco with Red true. Reboot close behind. Uh, I've never played against Denko Seca, so I don't know. But Red Reboot sucks when you're playing Eldritch. Uh, IO. It's the only floodgate that also removes the main method of removing floodgates, making it harder to out. True. That's, that's another, fair. That's another good argument. I mean, just I run... Just run... Uh, d- uh, just run Eldritch the Golden Lord, moron. Yeah, just... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> just, hey, next, just run the... Trap Eater. Come right. on. <laughs> they they replied to their own comment. Yes, I do play Striker and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that. Uh, next comment Intis next one red eyes black dragon and dark magician because they always find their way into my hand hey he didn't say dragoon he got around true. that it's credit true 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 true, true. Uh, he got me there 
any Antis VW an player. Go ahead. Yeah. And this is an interesting answer because it's like it's kind of present and it's a bit annoying, but it's not like <laughs> all the way around. So I really like that as an it's answer. Kind of techie. Yeah. Uh, any VW player who texts this in, which is the Vermilion the Math oh, Mech yeah. Final oh, Sigma. Uh, Geomath Mech Final uh, Sigma. Geomath Mech Final uh, Sigma Male. Yes. Yeah. Sigma Male. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that that card's so funny. Uh, Winda or Sky Striker Ray, uh, evenly matched. Another Winda summon limit. Winda, wow, I'm noticing a theme. Uh, Madolce ticket. That guy just much. That was me. Madolce ticket was my answer. Yeah, that that guy much just hates sweet stuff. It's it's no ticket is like my problem. (laughs) I have an irrational hatred for Madolce ever since it came out. Like ticket is like. Oh, if your card goes to the graveyard, you could just add it back to your hand, and one of the times it does that, you can special summon one from your deck. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, Who hey. made this? <laughs> what about a card that says you can't respond to, or uh, all your all your monsters on your field are unaffected by your opponent's card effects? Huh? How's that? How's that okay? Huh? Uh, just play Ash Blossom and fix that. Activate your battle face. Smile. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I am I'm a Madolce Gremlin, and I'm aware of my Gremlin co- crimes and have <laughs> no regrets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no regrets. Is- I have a regret, but no regrets. Yeah. You have a yogurt, but no regrets. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll I'm avoid going. the obvious IO Herald and say every good pot card. Uh, this cra- They're saying like it's crazy that it's free for all intents and purposes in the decks that play them. And the fact that everyone gets their own flavor of pot of greed is absurd. I can understand that. It's kind of crazy, but welcome to today's Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess. Uh, Tikaboo, yeah, I hate that card too. Uh, everything that has prank kids in its name, yeah, I hate those too. Uh, Appliance or Laundry Dragon, King Scarlet feeling was, called out. Yeah. Uh, Ojama Trio, the worst card ever in GOAT. Uh, Secret Village of the Spellcasters, sucks. Uh, smoke grenade banned. Uh, floodgates in general, whether there's something like Mystic Mine. Hey, wait a minute, we talked about this. Uh, IO, that is a floodgate, or a hand trap like Droll, also a floodgate. Uh, oh man, there's even more replies. Gosh, there's so many. Yeah. More Imperial Orders. Friend. Uh, somebody said Mirage Tube. Yeah, I love this answer actually. Uh, so if you don't know what Mirage Tube does, it's a quick play spell. Uh, that says this card cannot be activated from your hand. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait! What? Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a GX era quick play spell, and it says but this you card can't activate it from your hand. Right. So activate <laughs> only when a face-up monster you control is selected as an attack target. Inflict a thousand damage to your opponent. So this is amazing because the whole concept of quick play spells is that you can activate them from your hand. But this is a quick play spell that you can't activate so, from your hand. So why not just make it a trap? That's exactly the reason they said they hated it. Obviously not because it's good, but because there is zero reason for it to be a quick play spell instead of a trap. Yep. It's one of the stupidest cards in the game. I could see exactly one situation where the fact that it's a quick play spell and not a trap could possibly come up. All right. Lay it on me. Magician of Faith. (laughs) Ah, yes. Let me Magician of Faith my Mirage Tube. Graceful Charity? No, 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 no. Dark Hole? Not a chance. Mirage <laughs> Tube. Rush Recklessly? Garbage. Give to me that fair, Mirage Tube. 
to be fair, if your opponent has less than a thousand life points, you need to flip that moth and grab that back. <laughs> that's game. They can't attack you anymore until they get rid of it. No, no, they can still attack you that turn because you can't play. You can't play it from your hand. You can't play. But, it. <laughs> but no, 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 no. You flip summon, set it, and pass. Oh, very. Yep. Yeah. Of course. All right. Well, we have found the big brain way to play Mirage Tube, and then you just stare Ooh. at them. All right, we're gonna we so we're all agreed. Like after this, after this podcast ends, we're gonna build like a combo deck whose entire purpose is to get Magician of Faith set on your field and Mirage Tube in your graveyard, right? Well, you your opponent has less than that. I can I can probably do it with Misk Baby. Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah, I think anything's possible with Misk Baby. To be honest. Uh, then the, okay. In the Discord, we had a lot of discussion on this. Um, <laughs> Time Thief Redoer. There's apparently. Uh, uh, Cam he just hates this card. Uh, he says really obnoxious. Um, basically, it just always takes junk. In his own words, it always be taking junk. So, which I just think is funny. Uh, blue eyes, which is of course the best answer. <laughs> Cam still ranting. Have you ever had your red eyes fusion top deck snatched and simplified gameplay <laughs> by Redoer? <laughs> That's, or or had Red Eyes Fusion in hand and in standby snatches your Dark Magician that you drew. Redoer is like some of the most unique card design for a card and an archetype in ages. And this guy's like, I hate it. It takes my stuff. <laughs> <I love this. laughs> yeah. It takes my stuff. Talk about a thief. He always doing junk. Hey. So funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Just he always doing junk. Just I mm-hmm. love him so much. Uh why he? That's why he refuses to play the Raid Raptor engine because he somebody, basically has to play Redoer. Somebody in the Discord posted that they don't like Sarali Guru of Dark World. Yeah, because <laughs> it always be taking junk. Because it always thing. be taking junk. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. You probably must discard. Yeah. Um. Lost World. Yeah, that card's horrible, right? Ah, uh, see, Lost World is like my favorite card for all of the reasons that they listed that it was their least favorite card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gravekeeper's Trap Hole, but I think they meant Grave Digger's Trap Hole. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Redoer is also annoying, that's true. Uh, for me, it's Access Code Talker right now, even more so than Dragoon. Uh, I guess that's all right, but Access Code, at least if the game's not over, then you can like, you know, you can out it. Uh, my sister says Pot of Greed. Uh, because she hasn't played the game since 2004, so she doesn't know it's banned. But yeah, fair. Um, I think that's uh, about. Oh, Super Poly. Yeah, here's where Super Poly came yeah. in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, playing against Sidra as Earth Machines. <laughs> that's rough. Buddy. Posted Shadal yep. Fusion was the last answer, and that's yeah. fair. That's Seeing, very like, fair. You've got ED monsters on the field. You see a Shadal Fusion come down. It's like. Man, if I negate this, then if they have another one, they can just activate it again. It, I, like, if I don't have Ash, it's like they're gonna do like three effects. So I totally get this one. That's rough. Yeah, that's that's a f- totally fair and legitimate uh, point. Hey, Sonny, remember that big brain play you did on me whenever I activated shit all fusion? You had Dryden on the field. Yeah, I just pop my Dryden. It doesn't pop your own Dryden. Yeah, then I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> That's when you have the monsters in hand. <laughs> I mean, I did, but I went, oh, no. Yeah, dude, I did that once yeah. against a guy at a tu- at a tournament uh, at one of our ETB Battle City days. Uh, I, I was like, oh, man, big brain. Uh, Dryden pop itself. He was like, oh, that sucks. Reveal the reveal them in hand. Ah, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sucks. 
All right, so today's podcast question of the day going into the weekend. Be sure to answer it before Sunday. That way you can make it into the next episode. So we just did what card do you hate the most? What card do you love the most? I don't care what the reason is. What card do you just absolutely love just unreasonably just you that gotta, could be gotta have it that could be like the artwork mm-hmm. the card the, just the way the card works any reason any reason just what's what card do you just love the most i'll answer this right here mine is gate guardian i love gate guardian i don't know why that's a, that's a good answer yeah i well and i actually i do know why i know exactly why uh i had the i had the two episodes of the labyrinth and like the labyrinth episodes for uh uh, the like, original like, anime yeah it, like yeah like when it originally aired i taped them on vhs on one vhs tape and i rewatched them over and over and over as a kid so like i love gate guardian the paradox episodes were my favorite fair what about you caleb oh that's a tough one you if i had to say, <laughs> if i had to say one particular card it would probably be actually be future fusion pre errata that's fair that's bonkers, yeah. Particularly because I was at a local playing Chaos Dragons, and I won the dice roll, you know, drew five, looked at my hand, shuffle, 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 activate Future Fusion, let's go to game two. Yeah, that's, that, was the whole, that was the whole round yeah. one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think for me, it probably has to be Terra King Salmon. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just because, like, because I, I mean, I could answer, like, any number of dinosaur monsters. Probably second place would be Jurak Titano. Specifically because it was just such a stupid, dumb idiot you could summon off of pill for calamities. But Terra King Salmon is just like the funniest thing ever with the stupid dex energies and stuff. And I've loved being the lead uh, Terra King Salmon propagandist in the online space. So I love it so much. Salmon it's so funny. Oh, uh, for those that don't know, uh, you can always join our Discord server at any time and uh, hear all of his Terra King Salmon propaganda because he went on about it for like 30 minutes in a group chat the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my second favorite card, though, is definitely Des Lakota. That card is funny. Uh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Pure Advantage Camel bunches all noobs. Caleb plays Pac-Man in Edison format. <laughs> I've Edison lost really, really Edison good. format? It's really I've lost <laughs> one match. He's lost oh exactly my one God. match. He's lost... He's only I've only gotten one game off of him with that deck playing Quick Draw Dandy Warrior. Unreal. It's one hilarious. Game. Yes. That's dedication right there. Yeah. And for those that want that deck list, uh get us to YCS Pasadena and we'll give it to you. All <laughs> right, everybody. It doesn't have a side deck. I'm sorry. Yet. It will if, it will if we get a YCS Pasadena. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you in advance for all the wonderful love and support that you always send our way. The The podcast has just grown by, I mean, absolutely insane numbers uh, since we started. We're over like 11,000 total plays now, which doesn't sound like a lot when you think about the YouTubers that get like 20, 50, 100, whatever thousand views on every video that they post. But we're a podcast, which is inherently a smaller group platform small platform, platform. yeah so but uh and just to be starting out being like what seven months into this at this six six, six months six to eight yeah we're like six months into this at this point <clears throat> and we've already got like eleven thousand listens we've got i think like 300 followers or whatever on spotify we actually can check that number so if you're not already following on spotify please do that uh we didn't we couldn't check that number until very recently um We've grown by leaps and bounds. The Discord server has like over 100 and some members in it now. Uh, 
it's crazy to me how much we've grown and how quickly we've grown and the friends we've made in the community, uh, the wonderful love that we get thrown our way every time we post a podcast question of the day or every time we host a discussion on the Discord server, on Twitter, whatever. Um, the amount of love that the community shows toward us is staggering. Uh, I don't know why. I, we suck. I know that. but So I don't know why people love us so much. We're getting better. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you everybody so much for listening, for the loves, the support. Um, it means a lot. Uh, we've, we, we put a lot into this. Like we actually really do. Uh, and I know I'm just rambling at this point, but, uh, we put an enormous amount into this. Like I, I work 12 hour days every day. Caleb stays very, very busy himself. And, uh, like it's almost midnight to get off work and just come home and record get up at 6 30 7 o'clock again the next morning to go back to work and then come home record again and then record again third time on the weekend uh yeah we we stay going as because we love doing this we love the interaction with the community we love all the people that we've met along the way and uh we really couldn't be in a happier place right now and especially with events coming back we're looking forward to recording in some hotel room in california so <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so, so, so much for listening and tuning into today's episode. Be sure to check back in on Tuesday. We will be in November. No shave November, boys. Let's go. So be sure to check in to the ep- be sure to check into the next episode. Be sure to check in out the Patreon. The link is in the description below. Check out ETB Games. Their link will also be in the description below. If you need any more information on YCS Pasadena or I've, we didn't even talk about YCS Utrecht. Also oh, has yeah, been announced. Yeah. It is the weekend yeah. after Pasadena. If you're rich, you can go to both. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you live in Europe, you can just go to the Utrecht one the following weekend. Uh, the YCS Pasadena will grand creators will be legal. YCS Utrecht will be new ban list more than likely, depending on what happens with the ban list. Yeah, because it, uh, it's all ban list season. So because Pasadena, if everything holds true, will be the current ban list. So. I know that was information we should have given you a long time ago, but I just remembered. Yeah. So, lots going on. So, be sure to check out our sponsor. Be sure to check out our Discord server. Be sure to check out our Twitter at Top Cut Podcast, where we will post the podcast question of the day. Hopefully, by the time you hear the end of this episode, uh, and although that's never happened yet, so uh, and be <laughs> sure to check out Team Dark Arm Dealings. They're our sister channel. Their link is in our YouTube description below. Thank you so much, everybody. Oh, and be sure to check out whatever Skyhawk is doing on any given day. I guess go follow him on Twitter. I don't know. It, he's doing different <laughs> things at different times. So That works, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.